Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Church Podcast. Our prayer is that through this message, you will find the Father, a family, and a fulfilling future. Be sure to connect with us online at Cornerstone Church Social to keep up with all things Cornerstone. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hey, Cornerstone, man, it is good to be with you guys again, coming from our building. How amazing is that? Man, oh man, this is awesome. This is awesome. Hey, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I hope that it was an awesome time. I know it's different this year. Uh, Our family had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, It was one thing that stayed the same was the food. The food, food doesn't care if it's COVID, it's still delicious, right? That turkey, that turkey don't care, it's still good. <laughs> Which, hey, I wanna know, I, I wanna know, why don't you put it in the chat, just because I'm interested, just, you know, I wanna know, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Your favorite Thanksgiving side? It's a hard one, I'm interested to see the bloodbath in the comments of people fighting what's better, if it's sweet potato casserole or noodles or noodles, noodles, all right? Or mashed potatoes. See, there's so many. (laughs) Dressing? I mean, we can go all day. It's so good. It's so good. But I do. I hope that your Thanksgiving was an awesome time uh, uh, celebrating with family, friends, whoever, um, uh, as long as you were under 10 and uh, Mike DeWine wasn't watching you, right? (laughs) Keeping his his eyes on you. Uh, But hey, yeah, this is so exciting. Here we are, our new uh, building, our new location. Uh, Man, we are just so thankful for what God has done, what he's brought us through. Uh, this whole period of time, we're getting ready to start watch parties here at the church. It's just, it's so exciting, so amazing what God is doing. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he continues to do as he works through our church. One thing I will say is we are telling everyone, as people have been asking, what are the plans for the church? What are we going to do? I know we're wanting to add on and add a new building. What's it going to look like in here? This is what we are telling everybody. We are holding on to all of our plans loosely <laughs> because we don't know. Like even right now, this is a very chill. I mean, how awesome does the stage look? Like they, they completely transformed. It looks so good. Uh, and this will be like this for a little while and then it'll be different. And then it'll be different after that because we're figuring things out. This is, you know, we're, we're on the run. We are figuring things out in the middle of the flight, <laughs> you know? So uh, that's one thing I would say is expectations. Just expect for things to change because that's, that's the only constant right now. And it's okay because we know God is with us through it and we can trust in him. Uh, so with that in mind, how funny is it that we're talking about expectations today? That's what this series uh, that we're getting ready to start is going to be focusing on, uh, our expectations and what happens whenever they have to be edited, what happens when they have to be changed, because that happens all the time, all the time. So before we get specifically into what we're going to be talking about today, I just want to kind of talk uh, uh, kind of as an intro on this whole idea of editing our expectations, uh, because it does happen a lot. If there's been a year that has pointed that out, it's been this year. The whole year, 2020, has been one expectation that has to be changed after another. Like everything, I mean, we've had, uh, uh, you probably have had trips that you were planning on going on this year. Not anymore. You had graduation parties and weddings and sadly funerals. You've had things that you were hoping to be able to hold in person, hoping to be able to do a certain way, and they've had to change because expectations had to change. Uh, uh, Maybe at work, this is gonna be the year that you're gonna take a big step forward at your career and your job got phased out. Like, I mean, things one after the other are constantly being 
changed, uh, being upended. What we thought was going to be the norm is not the norm anymore. And that has just been the theme of 2020 over and over again. Uh, it makes me think of my uh, youngest daughter, Evelyn. So her birthday was in May back whenever all this was still pretty new, whenever we still thought, oh, it'll be over by June. Like, then we'll be, then it'll be back to normal. Uh, oh, it wasn't it? <laughs> so Evelyn had her party back in May. And because we're trying to be careful, uh, we had like a drive, drive up uh, parade kind of thing. And then people got out of their cars, they parked and we're all like standing down along the sidewalk while Evelyn opened her presents, you know, be able to uh, open her presents in front of everybody. And this was our first like thing that we did in the pandemic. So <clears throat> after she opened her last present, uh, like everybody said bye and waved and stuff and got in their cars. And as we're going inside, Evelyn I said, isn't that great, honey? You got some good stuff. And she goes, yeah. And she looks at me and she's turned four. And she goes, is that it? <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, we're, we're going to go inside. We're going to go inside. We're going to eat cake and we're, you know, we'll have fun inside and stuff like that. But it'll, yeah, it's just going to be us. Everyone else has to go home. And she was like, okay. I mean, we had fun, but her little question, I'm like, is that not how we all have been whenever it comes to the expectations for this year? Like, is that it? <laughs> is that it? Why don't you put that? If you can relate to Evelyn, put it in the chat. Just be like, is this it? Like, is this it? We had so many expectations, so many high hopes for this year, for what it was going to bring. Um, even, even expectations that you thought that you had adjusted. You're like, okay, I have adjusted my expectations for the pandemic. And then they had to be adjusted again. And then again, and then again. And it's like, oh, this is, is it ever going to end? Like you're constantly editing things, constantly changing things. And you're just wondering, is this it? Like, is this just how things are going to be? And this is what happens when, when our experiences, like what we experience, like Evelyn experiencing that party, when our experiences don't match our expectations, that's when crap enters our life, right? I mean, if we're just going to be real, if we're going to call it what it is, whenever our expectations and our experiences, whenever they don't match, that's when frustration enters the picture. That's when anger enters the picture. That's when resentment, that's when bitterness, sadness, whenever we go in expecting something in our experience is the complete opposite. How aggravating is that? How sad is that? How depressing can that be? And we're left going, is that it? Like, is this, is this all that I, I'm going to get? Is this what it is? Because if we're being real, our happiness so often, and this is, this is me included, our happiness is directly tied to fulfilled expectations. Like my happiness is reliant on my expectations being fulfilled and coming to fruition the way that I thought. And if you don't believe that's true, go to a steakhouse, order a medium rare steak and see what happens whenever they bring you out a well done steak. Stop it. <laughs> right? For real. You don't even go there. <laughs> For real. It is. And that'll show you right there how much our happiness relies on. Okay. This is what I'm expecting. This is what I ordered. This is what I expect now. Uh, uh, whenever you, you know, you, you finish eating and you're expecting the spouse to take care of the dishes and then you come back down and they're not even remotely touching them, right? Again, the happiness is tied to fulfilled expectations. Are you going to follow through with what I expected you to do or not? 
And so, man, we have got to constantly check ourselves whenever it comes to the expectations that we're setting, especially at Christmas, especially at Christmas. Is there any time of year where we set expectations higher? Like Jessica and I, the other night, we were just, uh, we put together a list of like the things that we want to do at Christmas time. And even again, as we started our list, we had to edit because we're going, okay, well, we normally would like to go out, do big Christmas shopping. That can't happen the, the way it's happened in the past. Uh, you know, we, we want to have a party. We're going to host Christmas Eve at our house with about 40 people. That's probably not happening now, right? Like, I mean, it, so many things had to be cut off at the beginning. And then I'm noticing as we're adding other things, I'm like, wow, if my happiness is dependent on these being able to happen, I'm probably going to be sad <laughs> because we added things on there like build a snowman, go sledding. What if it doesn't snow? What if there's not enough snow to do those things? And it was just hitting me how dependent my happiness can be on these forces, these expectations that I have zero control over. And I'm like, man, if, if we don't get this in check, if I don't get in check at the beginning of this holiday season, I'm going to come to December, to the end of December and be like, well, that was a letdown. <laughs> well, that, is that it? Like, is that it? Is this all I was able to do? And so we've just got to be so careful to check ourselves, check our expectations and realize that whenever they do get upended, like whenever something does happen and, and it kind of juts it off course, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing that there can be good opportunities that come whenever our expectations have to be edited, that they, they can become divine detours, right? They can become divine detours in our life. And our detours, man, they have a purpose behind them. They have a purpose behind them, and I don't want to miss it, and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want any of us to miss what God can do in the midst of a detour. So all that being said, we're going to jump in today to a specific kind of expectation uh, that we're going to be talking about, and that's the expectation that we put on other people, the expectations that we put on others. So if you're ready to dive in, right, if you're re- ready for some ouchies, <laughs> let, let's bow our heads and let's pray together, all right? Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for being the one person that can never let us down. (laughs) You just never let us down, God. You are so good. You are so faithful. You're so merciful. You're, you're, You're amazing. You are amazing, God. And so we thank you today for everything that you've given us, the, the, the love, the kindness, the mercy that you show us. God, we ask today that you would open our hearts and our minds to be able to hear from you today in this uh, uh, very hard area for all of us, for every person that I know. Setting expectations is, is such a, a huge thing and it can uh, uh, either build up or tear down relationships. And God, we wanna make sure that we have healthy relationships with the people that you've put in our life, that we love them the way you loved us. So God, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to hear from you today and that we could take what we hear and apply it in our lives to see change for the better. We love you, Father, and we pray this in your name, amen. Amen. Well, I want us to start off. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter one today. That's where we're going to be at. Matthew chapter one, we're just going to be focusing in specifically on two verses from the book of Matthew. This is what it says in Matthew chapter one, starting in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her 
quietly. And that's where I want us to just kind of settle in and focus in uh, uh, today as we talk about this uh, idea of expectations that we put on other people. If you're taking notes, today's title is Maury and Joseph. <laughs> Maury and Joseph. That's not a typo on your screen. I know you're like, isn't it Mary? Is Mary and Joseph? It is Mary and Joseph, but we're talking Maury today. Whoever has, who's watched Maury before? I... Ashamed? Ash- I, yes. I think if, <laughs> Owens is the one who's like, no, who are we talking about? <laughs> Maury is, if you have ever stayed home from school sick, if you've, yes, if you've ever stayed home from school, excuse me, <clears throat> sick or anything like that, you've watched Maury on daytime TV or The Price is Right. One of the two. If you didn't have Netflix. If you didn't have Netflix. Yes, pre-Netflix. So I want to know, were you a, a Maury or a Price is Right person that you were watching whenever you're home? Or both. Or both. Price is Right. That's, that was me too. But occasionally, Maury would suck me in and I would watch Maury. And basically what Maury is, is it's just trash talk television. It's essentially what it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's like the Jerry Springer kind of show, right? And so Maury, I remember watching it and what it started to become very famous for is these paternity tests, right? Which again, none of us are proud. We're like, yes, we've watched it. <laughs> and you've, chances are, even if you've never watched more, you may have seen one of these because they've become memes, they've gone viral of these people going on his show and doing these paternity tests to see who's the father, who's not the father. And one of the biggest things uh, that would go viral is the reactions, right? The reactions of people, like people dancing and stuff like that. And the, the, the mom being like ecstatic that this guy's not the dad or bummed out that he is the dad. And you're just like, this is just, yes. It's like, this is just insanity, what you're watching. And what was crazy, generally what people would do is they would watch the dad's reaction or the not dad, right? Whenever Maury reads the results of you are, you are not the father, people watch them. What I would do is I would try to see what the reaction of the mom was. Like, that's where I was keeping my eyes focused to see what's the reaction of the mother here. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to know, like, what was she expecting? Like, did she kind of know he wasn't the dad? Was she hoping he was the dad? Like, I just, I wanted to know, okay, what... What is she expecting here? What's she expecting out of this guy? Does, does she know that he's the dad and she's just hoping that he'll be happy about it? Because sometimes they would be happy. Sometimes they'd be ecstatic that it, it's me because we had a period of time where we, we broke up and she hooked back up with somebody else and we got back together and I'm hoping that this isn't the situation. So watching the mom, watching her reaction to see what is she expecting out of her partner here? Like what is she expecting out of him? What's she wanting him to do, and that's exactly what we're focusing on, right? The expectations that we put on other people. And so what was she expecting out of this guy? What's she expecting out of him? And it makes me think, okay, um, that's, that's Maury. What about Mary? <laughs> what about Mary? Because Mary was in a situation where you're wondering, okay, there's a pregnancy and there's a, what, what's, what's going on here? And so I, I think about that and I'm like, okay, well, these people on Maury, they're, they're real people. Like, it's nuts, but you're watching this and you're like, wow, this is, this is real. And Mary is real. Like she's a real, she's a real person. I, I feel like a lot of times we look at scripture and we feel like, you know, these are, these are characters that were written by an author and it's part of a story. But it's like, no, this isn't a story. This is a historical account. Like Mary was a real person with real feelings, just like people on Maury. Like these are people with real feelings, real emotions. And that was Mary too. And so we can read Matthew 1, 18 through 19, and we just read facts. This is how the birth came about. 
Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found out she was pregnant. Joseph wanted to be faithful to the law, didn't want to expose her to disgrace, so he divorced her quietly. That tells part of the story, but these are real people. These are real people with real emotions, with real feelings, with real expectations. And so I think, what did Mary expect from Joseph? When the angel left and she found out her world had been turned upside down, what was she thinking and expecting and hoping and putting on Joseph that like, okay, whenever I tell him, this is probably what he'll say, but this is what I want him to say. This is what I hope he's going to say. This is what I'm expecting him to say. What was she thinking? Because whenever I read that, I'm like, okay, so there's Matthew 18 and 19. I feel like there should be an 18B verse that explains this a little bit more because there was a conversation that was had. Right, we, we jump right from she, she, you know, she finds out she's pregnant to Joseph deciding to divorce her. And I'm like, well, sandwiched in between there is a probably pretty juicy conversation between the two of them on like, wait, what? What happened? How in the world? You expect me to believe this? How can, how can this happen? Mary, I trusted you. And her saying, you don't understand. I am telling you the truth. I, I'm like trying to imagine this situation. And I'm thinking, man, what was she expecting out of Joseph? What was she expecting out of her parents when she told them? What was she expecting out of her friends when she told them? Because again, she's a real person with real thoughts, with real emotions, with real expectations. What in the world must have been going through her head? So they obviously have this conversation. And obviously, I imagine Mary wanted to be trusted, wanted to be believed. I have to imagine that's where Mary's expectations were, that you know what, God, if you called me to this, you're gonna see this through and and you're gonna reveal it to Joseph. And so whenever I go to tell him, maybe he'll even beat me to it. Maybe he'll even beat me to it. And I'll get ready to say, Joseph, I gotta tell you something. He'll, I know Mary, God God appeared to me and he told me what had happened and this is gonna be. She's probably putting all those thoughts into play before the conversation even happens. And then you can see the conversation, I can see it, the conversation taking place and you're seeing uh, the frustration and the not understanding on his face going, God, where you're supposed to come through here. You're supposed to come through. You're supposed to make him know. You're supposed to make him understand right now. What kind of expectations did she have? Because Joseph didn't handle it how she wanted him to. I imagine he he wanted a divorce. Who in the world wants to go through that alone? Who wants to go through that alone? That's not what she was expecting. So Joseph wants to go through in a divorce. And in that moment, her hopes, her dreams, her expectations have to become edited. Because she's going, okay, this is not what I expected. Not only did I not expect to become pregnant in this situation through the power of the Holy Spirit with with never having had sex with anyone in my life, and here I am pregnant. Not only did that change my world, but now I'm going through it alone. Now Joseph isn't even going to be with me. So in that moment, what in the world was going through her head? What was going through her head whenever this reaction that she was hoping for didn't come to fruition? Uh, One of my favorite rom-coms of all time is the movie Hitch. You guys seen Hitch? Love it. Will Smith, uh, uh, Ava Mendez, such a funny movie. Kevin James is in it too. And there's a scene in it where Hitch, uh, Will Smith's character, he set up a date with uh, Eva Mendez's character and they're going to uh, uh, Ellis Island. Like he's got an inn at Ellis Island with a security guard there. And so they go, there and he's all trying to be smooth and romantic and stuff. And so he has set up, he knows that her character, that her, her, uh, uh, her grandfather had immigrated to the United States through Ellis Island. And so through his connection at the uh, park, he has one of the security guards uh, take one of the log books 
find her grandfather, like the signature, like on the manifest and open it up to that page. And so whenever they come in there, he has this like little kind of speech talking about it and then has her come over and she looks down and she, like you see her looking at the book and she, that, that's, my, that's my grandfather's handwriting. That's his handwriting. I can't, I can't even believe it. And he's just kind of standing there all slick and the music is all, ah, everything like that. And you see her kind of looking in and she starts to get teary eyed and the security guard's like, and everyone just gets kind of quiet. And then I'm not kidding. All of a sudden she just goes, <laughs> like that. And you see Will Smith's face go like, what is going? The security guy is all confused. She starts bawling and just takes off running. And as she runs away, Will Smith just kind of sits there and he looks over the security guard and says, yeah, I have played that out differently in my mind. Like I, <laughs> I thought that was going to go wildly different than it just did. And eventually you find out the reason is because her, her great, her grandfather was like some kind of crazy criminal. <laughs> and so her whole family is trying to like forget this past and trying to forget him. And here he like just brought it up in her face. And so she's, she's all crying about it. But that scene, it kills me because like, how true is that? And how often does that happen in our lives where it's like, we've already played out the story in our head, we know how it's going to go. And when it doesn't go that way, we're like, is that it? <laughs> we're like, Evelyn, is this, is this it? That's, that's what happened. I, I thought you were going to do something different. I thought you were going to react differently. And those unmet expectations that we put on other people, like what Mary put on Joseph or, or Evelyn put on her party or that Hitch put on this girl, uh, those unmet expectations, those can absolutely ruin our relationships. They can just ruin our relationships. Whenever we continuously set these expectations that other people don't hit, our, our relationships can completely crumble. Our holiday season can be ruined, right? Our, our mood going into the new year can be completely crushed. And so how do we adjust to fix that? Like, how do we adjust to fix these expectations that we put on other people? What does scripture point out to us? Even just in these two little verses, we can see a lot of truth that we can apply in our own situations whenever we find ourselves putting expectations on other people. So that's what I want us to do in these last uh, moments together. I want us to look at three specific things, three uh, uh, pieces of truth that we can pull out of just these set of verses that can help guide us on uh, embracing uh, edited expectations when it comes to putting expectations on other people. So the first thing I think that we can glean from this scripture is this. I can't expect others to embrace what they didn't experience, wow. right? Okay. I cannot expect other people to embrace something they never experienced, yeah. right? I mean, we, we saw it right here in scripture, uh, Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mary experienced this. Right. Mary experienced the angel. We see the uh, account replay itself in Luke chapter two, uh, in Luke chapter one and Luke chapter two, where uh, the angel appears to Mary, doesn't appear to Mary and Joseph at first, appears to Mary first. And so she is the one who experienced this. She is the one who lived through this moment. She is the one that the angel came to and the angel talked to. She is the one who experienced this and how foolish it would have been for her to expect Joseph to embrace that event, to embrace that experience, if he never experienced it. What kind of expectation is that? Yeah. Hey, look, I'm expecting you to understand that an angel of the Lord came to me, that I'm pregnant even though I've never been with a man, and that that child that I have is gonna save the human race. Yeah. 
how in the world can, can he embrace that whenever he didn't experience it too? And whenever we put it into this story, it, it makes so much sense. But man, whenever we put it into our own situations, how often do we do that? How often do we expect people to be offended on our behalf by something they never experienced? Right. Oh, you should have heard the way that they talked to me. Well, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get to experience it. I, I can be frustrated that that happened to you, but the same level of frustration, the same, that you're wanting me to have a reaction I can't have because yeah. I didn't get to be there. I didn't get all the, the nuance of what happened. I didn't get to see the face. I didn't get to hear the tone. I, I didn't get any of that. It's like whenever you're trying to tell somebody about a funny story. I know everyone's had this experience where like, you, you stay up too late and you're like with friends and you're laughing about the stupidest thing. And like, you're kind of like that giddy laugh and you don't know why it's so funny. And then the next day you're trying to tell someone, you're like, oh, I got to tell you, we were, we were cracking up and you're trying to explain this story and you can see no one else thinks it's funny. And they're just like, am I supposed to, am I supposed to be laughing? Because <laughs> there, because there's so much context and there's nuance and you, it, you had to be there. You had to be there. Why don't you put that in the chat? You had to be there. If man, if we could just remember that phrase when it comes to our expectations of other people, how that would help. Like you had to be there. Like whenever, whenever we're expecting people to react a certain way, when we're expecting people to, we're telling them about what happened to us at work, or we're telling them about what this person said to us or how this happened, and they don't give us the exact response that we're looking for, they didn't experience it. They didn't experience it. So whenever you feel, whenever you're telling somebody that story, you can see you're not getting the look that you wanted. Just remember, okay, yeah, you know what? You had to be there. You had to be there. You had to be there. And a lot of these situations, I can't expect you to, to have the same level of experience that I have, to embrace it the same way when you didn't experience it yourself. And we can clearly see that from this story, that this is something that for, for Mary, she had to be there. She had to experience it to embrace it because she, I'm sure she would have said, you know what, if the roles were reversed somehow, I'm sure it would be hard for me to believe the situation. I'm sure it would be hard for me to live up to the expectation that you've set because it's such a crazy situation. So that's the first thing. I can't expect others to embrace what they didn't experience. The second thing that we can pull out of this scripture is this. And this is just a question that I think we just need to ask ourselves whenever we find other people not living up to the expectations that we set. What if others fall short of my expectations because they're living up to someone else's, wow. right? Wow. Like that's, that's something I never really thought of before until I was reading this passage and it just kind of jumped out the pages to me. And I'm like, wow, yeah, what if, what if I'm frustrated with someone else and they're not living up to what I thought they should live up to but it's because they're living up to what someone else's expectations were, right? They're falling short of mine because they're living up to someone else's. Because I look at this and what's it say about Joseph? Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So Mary here, she's, I'm sure, again, some of this stuff we're having to infer, but you know, that some of the stuff we're inferring, but again, these are people with real emotions. And I have to imagine, I have to imagine that there is frustration on her point of like, man, why didn't he believe me? I thought he trusted me. We've got a relationship already. We're pledged to be married to each other. He knows I'm a, a good woman. I'm faithful. I wouldn't lie about something like this. And I'm sure there's this, this frustration about, him falling short of what she expected. But on Joseph's end, he is living up to expectations. He's living up to the law. 
He's going, man, this is, what, what do you expect me to do? I am in between a rock and a hard place. I, I was totally pledged to be married to you. I was gonna be faithful to you. I just, I can't believe how the situation has turned. What you're telling me, I wish I could believe you, but I can't. And I'm going to be faithful to what I see the law calling me to do. Scripture says, because he was faithful to the law. What if people in our lives fall short of our expectations because they're living up to someone else's? Such an important thing for us to remember. Such an important thing for us to remind ourselves about because we can get so self focused. We can get so self-focused that like my expectations, what I need you to do, Owen, more important than what anyone else needs you to do because it's me, right? I remember being at a conference before and hearing a guy, Donald Miller, he, he was an author and he was talking and he was talking about the fact that like, it's so hard for us to get out of self-centered thinking because we are the star of our own movie. Like we're the star, the, the cameras always follow us. Like our eyes, our conscience, it's, it's always with us. And so whenever we leave a room, the camera leaves the room, right? Like whenever, whenever we leave the room, the camera stops on everybody else and it follows us because we're the star. Like we're the star leaving. And we can take that mindset into our expectations of other people. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know you've got stuff at work. I know other people, but look, this is what I need you to do. This is what I expect you to do. This is how I expect you to come through for me. This is what I'm expecting you to provide for me emotionally and, and, and uh, you know, friendship and a relationship. This is what I am expecting from you. And what if people are falling short of our expectations because they're living up to someone else's? Because we're not the star of the movie. We're not the star of the movie. Even, and this is just, you know, a little sidebar, even in marriage, even in marriage, of course, your spouse has to be your, your main priority outside of Jesus, of course. But there are other priorities that if you want to have a house for your spouse, you have to follow through on. And so your spouse can expect, well, you need to be home by this time every single night. And this is an expectation I have for you. Well, work also has expectations yeah. <laughs> and your expectation is not the only one ever. And so I had work that I had to get done. I had to. If I don't get it done, I have to get it done at some point if we want me to continue having a job because that's an expectation they set on me. There are more expectations than just the ones that you set on somebody else in your life. And we have got to remember that. We've got to consciously make the decision to go, you know what? There are other people's priorities out there too. There are other people's priorities out there too. I cannot just be so self-focused to think I'm the star of the movie that we forget our expectations are not the only ones that people have placed on them. Right? And so we see that here. Joseph was fulfilling what he believed to be the expectation that the law was setting for him. And in doing so, let Mary down. <laughs> right? And we'll do the same thing in our life. We may fall short of expectations because we have to live up to somebody else. So in that moment, honestly, the best thing we can do is just give people the benefit of the doubt. That's right. Just give people the benefit of the doubt as often as we can. Just remind ourselves, hey, you know what? They fell short of what I was expecting, of what I was hoping but let me hear him out. Let me hear him out because I know that there is more happening in another person's life than me and what I want and what I am expecting out of them. So that's number two. And then the last thing that we can uh, glean from this set of scriptures. So again, the first two, I can't expect others to embrace what they didn't experience. What if others fall short of my expectations because they're living up to someone else's? And then number three, don't let what you expected from others to ruin what you experience from God. Wow. 
Don't allow what you expected from other people for them to come through for you, to, to do this or that for you. Don't allow what you expected from others to ruin what you can experience from God. Because in this moment, again, I have to imagine Mary's thinking, okay, this whole bringing the Savior into the world thing, <laughs> it's crazy, but I can do it if I'm not alone. I can do it if I'm not alone. I've got a good godly man by my side, Joseph, and we can, we can raise this child together and we can do this and we're gonna be able to make it. And then whenever Joseph said, yeah, no, I, I can't, I'm out, I'm out. It would have been very easy for Mary to be like, okay, God, I wanna back out too. Like I wanna back out too, because I expected to be, you know, partnering with someone in this and now they're gone. I'm tapping out. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I expected him to be there with me and he's not, but she didn't do that. She stuck with it. She did not allow what she expected from others and them falling through to take away the experience that God wanted to give her. And we see that experience just a few verses down whenever uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. This is what it says in verse 20 uh, through 21. But after he had considered this, speaking of Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's what God wanted Mary to experience. You are about to become the mother of the savior of the world, of Jesus who will save people from their sins. And it would have been so easy for her to miss that, to back out of that, to say, no, I'm not willing anymore because of an unmet expectation from another person. Well, Joseph didn't come through like I wanted him to. So God, I, I'm gonna have to tap out on this. I'm gonna have to back out. She didn't do it. She did not let an unmet expectation from another person ruin her experience from God. And man, some people, I'm going to be talking directly to you and to your situation right now, because you've been talking to your husband and you've been saying, hey, we should really watch these services together. We should watch these services together. We should go to some of these watch parties together. We should do it. And they've, yeah, no, that's, that's good. We'll do that. We'll do that. And then whenever the time came, they back out. And what have you done? you may have backed out. You may have been like, yeah, you know what? Okay, I, I, I'll unregister from the watch party myself too. Don't miss what God wants you to experience. Come, yes. come, even if you're coming by yourself, come. Yeah. All right, party of one, yep. still come. E even if they're not gonna watch with you, you watch. Right. Don't allow an unmet expectation from another person to ruin what God wants you yes. to experience. So Don't miss that experience that God wants for you. Uh, for some of you, you, you've been meaning to start giving, to start giving financially, to trust God in this one area. You've trusted him in all the others. You've trusted him with your job. You've trusted him with your relationship. Finances is the one area where you've said, I'm, not, I'm still holding on. But you finally started to turn the corner and you've talked to your spouse and you've said, hey, we, we need to start giving. We need to start giving. And they've agreed and then they back out. You still follow through. You still make that decision. You still start giving because you don't want an unmet expectation from another person to ruin what you can experience from God. Don't allow it to happen. Don't allow it to happen. You wanted to start praying together as a family. You still pray. Even if all your kids are like, ah, whatever, you do it. <laughs> you do it. You set the example. You still do that because God wants you to experience something. Don't allow the unmet expectations of other people to ruin what God wants you to experience. Yeah, it's not the way that you thought it was gonna go. 
It's not the way you, you thought everyone was going to sit down together and you're all going to pray together and you're going to ask each other, what, what can I pray for you for? What can I pray for you? And you had this idea in your head, this expectation of what other people need. Oh, this is what you can pray for. And how can I be praying for you? And that's not happening. And you thought, oh, the watch parties are going to be so great. We're going to all sit around and watch and we're all going to be taking notes of the sermon and no one's listening and people are asking, when can we turn on the, the game and everything like that? And everything is not going the way that you expected. That's okay. Take the detour. Take the detour. Take the detour. It's okay because God wants to work in it. It can be a divine detour. Don't miss what God has in mind for you. Do not miss the purpose that he can still pull out of those situations. God wants you to experience something. Don't allow unmet expectations to ruin that. Take the detour. Take the detour, make the decision. You, and it is a decision, I'll promise you that because your feelings will tell you if expectations don't go the way you wanted, your feelings will tell you, well, yep. all right, that I'll, I guess I won't watch either. All right, then I guess I won't pray either. I guess we won't give. We'll just, we'll, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You have to make the decision that no unmet expectation from other people will ruin what you can experience from God. You have got to make that decision. And I hope that you make that today. I want to pray with you about that. So wherever you're at, wherever you're watching right now, let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. Father God, it can be so hard for us to just throw in the towel. We all have a story in our minds that we play out. (laughs) We all have a story that we're writing of how other people will respond, how other people will react, how other people need to to act and, and say and speak. We put expectations on other people all the time. And God, we do it without even thinking about it. We just unconsciously put these expectations on other people and how they're gonna respond. And it's not fair. We wouldn't want it done to us. So God, help us in those moments to remember your truth, the truth that we see from the example of Mary when she found out about this unexpected pregnancy and Joseph deciding that he is gonna have to leave her. Man, God, the the truth that we see from these words that I can't expect other people to embrace what they themselves haven't experienced, that maybe others are falling short of my expectations precisely because they're living up to someone else's. And God, Help us to at the forefront (laughs) to remember that we don't want unmet expectations to ruin what we can experience from you. We know you want to do something incredible, God, if we take the detours that you put in our life when our expectations fall through. So help us to take those detours. Help us to make the decision to still follow through, to still trust you and know that you will come through for us just like you have before. You've done it before and you'll do it again. We thank you for that, God. We ask that you would bless us and you would give us strength as we make these decisions to trust in you. And we will give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to contact us or find out more about our ministry, head over to our website at cornerstonechurch.info. Have a great week.